Miss Keish Speaks. Hey, hey. Tell them what it's it is. Focus on the power of relationships. It's your passion, it's your flavor, what's in you. Your secret sauce is Open your secret sauce. In your favor, you'll drive your hunger. There's nothing stronger than you. No one can take it, they can't steal it, they can't mimic it, and they cannot copy it. S-U-P-E-R-R, super, P-O-W-E-R, power. Networking truly is your superpower. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Networking. It's your superpower. I'm your host, Keisha Kent. And on this podcast, we talk about the power of networking, all the relationships that we get to connect with. I bring you diverse leaders. And the biggest thing is I want you to get this. Diversity of thought is a gift. As a leader in the space of diversity, equity, and inclusion, I get to talk to so many amazing individuals. I have over 20 years of recruitment and human resource experience, and I've been networking for such a long time. I want you to make sure that you stay tuned, you share the podcast, and you keep coming back because the one thing I'll say is you will be stretched in your thinking, and it's always my goal to bring laughter and joy to this table. Keep tuning in. Officially, officially, welcome to networking. It's your superpower. <laughs> and I'm super excited to have you here today. And you know what I'm going to do is, I know you guys are like, who in the world does Keisha have on here today? And <laughs> I know this lady, but I want you, my friend, to tell us, tell my listeners, tell the people all over the world, because they're listening in Canada, they're listening in Israel, they're listening in Jamaica and Nigeria, they are listening and it is, girl, it's the bomb.com. So tell them who in the world you are? Who are you? Yes. Well, I'm Jen Whitmer and I help teams and leaders solve conflict and personality clashes. That's what I do for work as a speaker and a leadership speaker. I'm a certified Enneagram coach. Enneagram! <laughs> I also managed to have kept alive four children for several years and stay married to my high school sweetheart for nearly a quarter of a century. Oh. And so that's pretty fun too. So that's a little bit about who I am. Oh, that is beautiful. I didn't even know you had four children and a whole husband. I you know do. What? It's so it's good <laughs> to know that you you do and that we can pull that out. And we'll talk a little bit more about kind of those things as well. I really want to ask you, and I was thinking about this. Do you remember, Jen, exactly when we met? Because I feel like we've known each other for, it feels like centuries. And we're, it's, it's an easy, <laughs> it's an easy connection, which I know I'm, I'm like that with a lot of people, but tell me if you remember exactly when, because I'm thinking about that now. I totally remember exactly when we met Ooh. and it was a like instant connection and we actually have never got to meet in real life in person even though we, we live in so the same together. city Lord have mercy oh we're, we're know, gonna fix that I know we're gonna so fix that we are and it's oh yes anyway so we met at a networking event that was put on by a a mutual friend named Michelle and another one of my friends named Christy was there. And so I came to listen to Christy as a speaker and you were also one of the speakers. And I was like, this woman, her energy and her earrings, we are friends. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> so it was just a Zoom call. And then I sent you a note afterwards. And then we just, you know, as they say, the rest is history. So the rest is history. <laughs> and I remember exactly now we were virtual. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Because I'm thinking, have I ever hugged her? <laughs> <laughs> that's how my mind works. And that's how I get to remember people. If, yes. If I've hugged them, what kind of shoes they had on. It's it's those little things for me. And I can aesthetically see and, and I can feel that. That I know I'm weird a little bit. but No, can, not at all weird. I remember all of that stuff. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yes. Nice. Now, listen. Now, here in the St. Louis area, I know so many people and you're so connected in so many things. I want you to give us a quick rundown of what in the world an Enneagram is, because before I started consulting with an organization, the resource group here in St. Louis two years ago, it was something new to me and everybody in that company talked about it and they knew all about whose was what and this and that <laughs> and the numbers. And I was like, okay, now I feel left out. And then they had this orientation for, for new folks that were joining the consulting team. And each one of us went through the Enneagram and I was like, Oh, where's this, where's this been all my life? Mm, I love this question. So for those of you who are listening and you're like, Ennio, what? What are these <laughs> syllables? What is she saying? You are not alone. I No shame. It's totally fine. Um, the Enneagram is a personality framework and it shows us what is deeply motivating us. And I'm mm. not talking like, hey, I just want to make some money so I can take care of my family. Well, that is incredibly motivating. Right. Or I want to make the world a better place. Also very motivating. The thing that our personality is formed around are the motivations of what we're afraid of and, wow, what, and, wow. and what we really want um, at a core level. And that's what makes the Enneagram different than other personality tools. So I love other personality tools. I was an educator for 20 years. I was a faculty mm -hmm. leader and assistant right. at school. Mm -hmm. I used Strengths Finders and I used right. Myers Briggs. I loved them. And I still okay. think they have their place. And I still mm -hmm. use that information. What I discovered when I started when I was reintroduced to the Enneagram uh, about six years ago, I was like, oh, right. This is that thing I ignored in college because it had big, scary words <laughs> in it. <laughs> I was like, I don't want that. Right. You know, but I was like, oh, this is the why. Strengths okay. Finders, DISC, Myers-Briggs, all those great tools show us how and what. Okay. The Enneagram shows us why. And so Ooh. when we get to the why – then we know what to do with it because you can't address something that you don't know is there. And that's why the Enneagram is so valuable. And I found it so, so transformative for my own practice. It's like, I need to be able to help other people with this. Like this is so valuable. I can't not use it. And so I wanted to get certified in it to really understand it and support leadership mm -hmm. growth specifically, right. but also just, I mean, life growth. I mean, you're a whole person. You're not walking around with, Good. you know, here's my leadership, like pinky, you are a whole person. And so the Enneagram helps us be whole people. I've, I've never, never had someone to break it down like that. Mm. And Jen, it really, it, it just really even clicked even more for me 
because the way that I think and the way that I connect with people, I need to know the why. Mm. I need to know why they do the things. I need to know about their passions. And then that's what helps me connect to them. Yeah. Wow. That's huge when you think of networking and really understanding first and foremost it's impossible to connect with anybody if you have not connected with yourself first. Mm, Understanding that why. Amen. Oh yeah. my God. Because self-awareness, in order to develop self-awareness, you and any compassion for someone else, you have to understand yourself first. And that's, yeah. I mean, that is basic biology and human development. As a child, I have to know that I am physically separate from my caregiver. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh where goodness. it begins. And and we take that into adulthood. And if you can't explore your inner world, then connecting with other people is incredibly challenging because they're trying to connect with something that's unstable and unclear. Wow. Jen, that's a podcast. I'm just saying. I'm putting <laughs> it out there because I need more. I know we're, we're going to get that. I'm giving you guys all of Jen this, this time right now for this episode. But I'm telling you. You all need to go follow her. Follow her Instagram because I love that she talks about it, not just on Instagram, but even on LinkedIn. If you're not connected, you have not connected with her yet. It is an opportunity for you to educate yourself and really understand all of those pieces. And I've been in so many arenas where the strengths finder is prevalent, right? That's the first thing that they talk about. Absolutely. But to tap into the Enneagram and couple it with your strengths baby that's a game changer it's powerful in fact i have Woo. a resource that is it's a free resource that talks about how those all fit together and mm -hmm. that and that the enneagram is the root of all of them okay. and that our motivations develop our our preferences and that's myers briggs and how we prefer to live life Ooh. and then we develop we develop patterns and that is disc and colby our patterns of behavior and if we do something over and over and over again you know what you get kind of strong at it and so that's where our strengths come from and so strengths are fantastic i want to use our strengths yeah but we are not walking around as big strength people all no, the time. We fail. No, <laughs> and I want to know why that's happening. So I don't have to do it over and over again. And, and so using them together is really, really powerful because the Enneagram is a fantastic tool. Myers-Briggs is a great tool. They're, mm -hmm. they're great mm -hmm. tools, but yeah. they're not your identity. There's more to so you good. and, and using them in conjunction with each other is important because I feel like if you just try to work with the strengths or if you only try to adjust your patterns and your preferences, it kind of comes out sideways because you don't know why you're doing it anyway. And that's where I think the power is of the Enneagram. Woo, mic drop. <laughs> so powerful, Jen. First of all, girl, this is almost like it's the missing thing that people need to, to go deeper and to go further. Mm -hmm. and, and here's my question I want to ask you when it comes to networking and how you're getting out to build and connect with people. How are you using Enneagram to do that? How's that your tool to do that? Well, it starts with my own self-awareness. So I know about myself that I don't want to miss out. So I can overextend myself in connecting with almost too many people at times. Mm. And then it becomes not a real connection for me. And so I have to balance my own FOMO. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what if I miss that person? Come on. <laughs> with really genuinely the other part of me that really wants to connect with people. 
and not just collect people, but connect with them. Ooh, girl, say it again. Two more times for the people in the back. (laughs) I don't want to just collect people. I want to connect with people. And that requires me to balance and recognize my fear of missing out can be unhelpful in that process. And so that's how I use it for myself. And um, wanting to reach out to people, ask genuine questions, mm-hmm. and and really get to know somebody. So I use it in that way. And then I tend to ask people real questions about themselves. I love it when people tell me something good about what's happening. Like uh, this is, and, and that's unrelated to their work. So I tend not to ask people upfront, what do you do? Um, I tend to say, what's going on with you? Tell me something good. And usually I get tell something really it's really fun and that's the thing that I remember like you're talking about hugging people and all of that I remember that thing you know and and that's really fun and and that's my style is fun and so the fear part I have to manage but I can Uh lean into the fun of what's good happening and then I can ask more questions and follow up and in a way that is building a relationship and isn't like, I'm going to take you down my four steps. And, you know, <laughs> or please, please, if you are listening, I, I love you, but stop sending me your pitch in the opening Ooh, five paragraphs you of your LinkedIn connection. That is not <sighs> connecting. That is just yelling at me. So and people won't even buy that. They won't even connect no. to that. And it, it really is so shallow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Drives me, drives oh. me batty. You guys, Um, I hope you're listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I love genuinely connecting with people and I, yes, you sell copy services or you sell something else or that's great. I sell something too, but you're also a person and building on relationship is the only way I know how to do it. And it's the only way that's lasting. And everything else will come out. What you everything sell will come out. Yeah, absolutely. If that's your customer, they will be your customer regardless of what happens. Yeah. Period. Whatever yeah. company that you go to, whatever you sell, whatever you're doing, people want to connect to people. And that's the mm-hmm. bottom line to everything that we do in life. Everything is relational. And I think about, Jen, when I came onto your live on Facebook, oh, mm. so many so people fun. reached out and, and just all the responses to me, that is the jam for me. Mm-hmm. That's where I, I can feel like, Oh, they're listening. Yes. It just felt so great. So I want to thank you for having me there. And we're getting to the LinkedIn live soon. One of these days, it's, it's going to yes. work with my, it's going to work. It's going to oh. work. <laughs> it's going to work one of these days. And here's what I want to ask you next. When I think of COVID and how things have happened for so many business folks. What have you done during COVID to shift, to pivot? How did, what did you do during that time to, to keep your mind at ease? Ooh, to keep my mind at ease. That's a different twist on the question. Um, I think one of the things, so I used to be an elementary (laughs) school music teacher. This is how I started my career. And one of, and one of the reasons I loved teaching elementary school music is the amount of lessons that come out in our folk songs and the way we share culture through music. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I think about that got me through COVID is the bear song going on a bear hunt (laughs) and that you, you can't go over it. Can't go under it. it. Gotta go through it. And gotta go through it. And that was really, I mean, I know that sounds super cheesy, but it wasn't for me. Like that was how I kept there. I can't change the situation. So my Enneagram type is also in called what's called the 
the frustration triad. We're idealists. We want things to be ideal. And when things aren't ideal, we can shut down, get really critical or just withdraw. And so when I would notice that about myself, I was like, wait, whoop, gotta go through it. And Ooh. so whatever the next action is, what's the next thing I need to do? So for me, as a speaker, I was like, I had keynotes scheduled and some of them postponed, some of them shifted to virtual. I mean, bless this woman. The world shut down on March 12th. She had an event on April 1st that was in person and turned it to virtual in like two and a half weeks. I was like, you go. Get it, girl. And, uh, so it was my first virtual event. I was like, here we go. Uh, and so wow. you just got to go through it. And so being able to really um, hone my skills and really lean into my strengths of engagement. I can get people excited and engaged with my energy and my content through a screen. Um, I had to get used to that, though, because I didn't like mm -hmm. seeing myself. So I leaned into <laughs> another strength, which was I read to kids. I'm a ready reader volunteer in, here in oh, St. Louis. Nice. And so I read to kids on Facebook Live. And so it was a great way to serve parents because I did it at the witching hour at five o'clock. But it was also oh, me wow. getting used to seeing my face. That was the way through it. I got to get you. used to this. And so that was one of the big things that I did during COVID to keep my mind sane was mm -hmm. I got to go through it. So what does that look like? Well, I don't like my face when I'm talking on a camera. So now what do I do to get used to that? Well, I'm going to do something uncomfortable with. I'm going to read to some kids. And it was great. I got to serve people. Friends were like, oh, my gosh, I don't know how I make dinner without you. you know? Wow. <laughs> it was, just, it was rough, so if you remember last year. It was that's dope. Yeah. So just moving through it like that and, and recognizing that everybody was really unstable about speaking events. And so that meant really leaning into the coaching and also preparing um, really when speaking events were going to open back up. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep working on my talk. I got my own speaker coach. I got yes. my own business coach. I'm going to go through this to help me be healthy and successful on the other side. I didn't need to dominate the world during COVID. That was not my, <laughs> I'm not an Enneagram three. I love y'all, but that's not me. And so I, what can I do to be healthy on the other side of this? And it wasn't easy. I'm not saying going through it, you know, you got to go through right, it and have right. some tears with it. Oh yeah. But that's what helped me really keep myself sane and with a mindset of this will end. This will end. I mean, not everybody listening probably yes. has had a baby, but at some point during labor, you're like, I know this will end. <laughs> <laughs> and one of these hours, it's and one be of over. these hours. And so at one point, like that kind of tenacity yeah. to how can I be healthy when this ends? Not uh -huh. if it doesn't, how can I do this well to, to make through without falling apart? So that's, I love that. yeah. that's yeah. my story. I love it. I love it so much. And as an Enneagram seven, I was trying to find every way that I could have fun and find the energy and connect to what I loved and things that I didn't love. I just, I just scooted away back from. Yeah, that's it. That's how yeah. I did it. Amazingness. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Here's my next question for you, my friend. What type of advice would you give an entrepreneur or anyone in their career who's looking to shift whether it's a different opportunity that they're going after, whether they're going to entrepreneurship from being a nine to fiver, any of those things, what type of advice would you give them in reference to their business? What, what kind of advice would you give them? Okay. 
I have several things. So the first one I think is just start. Mm. So if you've got a nine to five, see if you like it. Like, I think I might like to be a photographer. Start doing it for some friends. Offer it up. Um, I was talking with a woman the other day that wants to be a copy editor for people who write blogs who don't want to write their own blogs. Ooh. I was like, offer to do it for free on LinkedIn. Say, hey, I'm building my business. I would love to do this in exchange for some testimonials and get experience. Just start. It doesn't mean you have to have a, you know, a hundred, a hundred person client role. Get started. Just just make a start because you can't steer a car that's standing in park. You have to be moving. So just start small. It doesn't have to be everything. So all you perfectionists out there, it doesn't have to be perfect. Prolific over perfect Ooh, friends. Those are the ones, right? I know. I know. Just, just start. Just try. <laughs> Think about it like a beta tester if that makes you feel better so everybody else knows it's, in, it's not finished. If that makes you feel better, do it. That's fine. But start. So that's my first thing. Um, and... The second thing I would say is get help earlier. One of the things that when I was starting, I was like, I can do this. Like I, I'm a solopreneur. I can, mm, I can totally do yeah. this. I can't do it, friends. No, no, I'm not doing this on my own. <laughs> like I need, I needed coaches. I needed mentors. I needed yes, peers. Mm. I don't know where in the world my community oriented brain went when I decided to be an entrepreneur uh, <laughs> because I'm such a community person. And I yeah. think- I think it's because it's not simple or it's not, it's not convenient to create a community around yourself as an entrepreneur. When I was an educator, I mean, we had the, we literally had the lunchroom when I was a, cons when I work oh, as a consultant, right. I'm in with the office when I'm a consultant, but the, my actual business work is solo. And so you have to work a little harder to do that. So get help earlier. Build a community around you of people that are coaches. You don't need just one coach. Um, get more coaches. <laughs> you don't need just one mentor. And sometimes mentors don't even know you're out there. Um, and, the, you know, like you just are mentored by people you like to follow on yeah. LinkedIn or Instagram that you like who they are and what they do and, and build that community around you of peers and mentors and coaches that will help you. And then the and be willing to invest in that for yourself because i swear half of it is just saying my energy and money are worth it it's i am worth spending this and that will, yes. will help you a course a coach something to help you it's you are worth doing that you can do it so i think getting that help is really valuable and then i think the next thing i would do for anybody who is just a little bit further down the road is also get that kind of support from your family early. So sometimes your family doesn't know what you're doing and then that's where resentment can build in. So I'm really, really big on we are whole people living peaceful, connected, whole lives. That's our yes, goal. And so letting your family know what's happening, what the expectations are, they're, they're your team. And so even getting my kids involved in that. My kids are a little bit older. They're mm -hmm. teenagers and a, a middle schooler. And so they're easier to talk to and understand. But even your young kids, here's what I'm doing. You know, here's here's what my goal is and, and at their level um, and help them understand what you're about and the big why, getting them on your team and that help is um, fantastic. I am beyond privileged with the man that I married. He is amazing. <laughs> Such and really, a blessing. Oh, I can't even, I mean, yeah. he is really the ringmaster behind the, behind the show. Um, 
he does the grocery that. shopping. He does the cooking. What? I mean, like he really, he really is doing it. Um, and so not, I didn't, not that he wasn't always like that. That wasn't always our arrangement, you know, right, so we right. just renegotiated who does what. And it's, and so that's that opportunity to actually build connection with your family as you build your dream. And, and so as you're getting this outside community of coaches and courses and peers and mentors, build your internal team and, and get your family on board with you. I love that. You said a mouthful, especially <laughs> the, the renegotiating portion. Oh yeah. And we think often that things just need to stay as they, they've always been, but as we grow and evolve and do different things, we need to renegotiate every area of our lives. That is so yeah. important, Jen. And I'm so glad that you brought that up. I want you to tell us, What's next with you? What do you have coming up? <laughs> Tell me about your wins. This is the toot your own horn oh. section of the podcast all where right. you tell us all the things, Jen, and what's up with you. Whew. Well, it's been really fun building a speaking and coaching business. I didn't know it would be fun. It is a little exhausting, it is. but it is, <laughs> it is, it is really fun. And so I've just recently won a couple really fun gigs and just helping teams of people that I love to help. And so they're bringing me in to help their whole team understand the Enneagram or bringing me in to talk about conflict resolution and communication and how that works on their team. And nice. I love working with teams of people because the Enneagram and conflict resolution, all these things can be theories when you're talking about them with one person and I can absolutely coach you one-on-one -on -one to help you with those, mm -hmm. but really where, it, I mean, really where it plays out is with the people. I can, I can be fine by myself. It's when somebody else <laughs> has a problem. <laughs> That's when, you know, your type is different. What do you mean? This is your motivation. I don't even Ooh, understand that. Goodness gracious. And I was, I was explaining to my daughter, I was like, this is why your brother doesn't want to do that. And she's like, I don't even understand those words. I was like, I know because you're a very different personality <laughs> and that's okay. Um, and all so, are welcome. Uh, that's what I love working. So that's been really, really fun and, and getting to travel to do some of that work and helping people share their stories about that has been fantastic. Yay. And I'm really excited. I'm working on um, a new, um, this leadership resource and doing a group coaching program called the Catalyst Leadership Lab. And I'm super excited about that. And so I've done this about for a year, this group coaching program. And so it just keeps getting better every time. So I'm excited about that. That's coming up as well. And um, yeah, those are the things that I love doing is really supporting people in their personal and professional growth and how to help them see themselves to be better leaders in any situation that they're in, because some people are volunteer leaders and they want to be better at that. It, some people are CEOs and they want to be better yeah. at that. And some people are CEOs of their right. own business and right. they want to be better right. at that. <laughs> um, and so I really firmly, firmly believe in that idea of being wildly passionate about growth and that we're all going for peaceful, connected, whole lives. And that is, that's where I want to play. And that's where I want to help people. And um, so I love connecting with people. And so if you're interested in any of those or just interested in like, hey, you said this thing and I want to talk about it more. Right, <laughs> I right, love right. to connect with you. Um, so I'm mostly on LinkedIn and Instagram. You can find me at Jen with two N's underscore Whitmer on Instagram and then on LinkedIn at Jen Whitmer as well. And so I would love to... Love to connect with people. Shoot me a DM, follow my posts, 
Tell me what you think. I would love that. Yay! It has been such a pleasure to have you on the podcast today, my friend. And I love, love, love all things Enneagram. Tell me one thing about the Enneagram 7, which is me. Mm -hmm. I need this. One, One thing that you would say to me right now that can just push me over the edge. (laughs) What am I going to say? Okay. So notice for yourself when the Enneagram fear becomes this story. If I don't do this, I'm going to miss out. Mm. I'm going, I'm, and I won't have what I want. That story becomes often untrue. And we can overextend ourselves as sevens. So notice when that happens for you, see where it shows up in your body and what is the major emotion? Because sometimes we don't always realize that's the story. And so we need the other red flags. We need the other lane departure warnings and say, wait, wait, you're going too far um, to see where that shows up for you. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. All right. I love it. And I receive it. Mm. And my last word for you again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on networking. It's your superpower. And my one word that I want you, one phrase that I want you to take away today is be impeccable with your word. That comes Mm. from Don Miguel Ruiz, the four agreements for you guys as well. Be impeccable word and understand that networking truly, truly, truly is your superpower when you're intentional, when you're true to yourself and the tools that Jen talked about today are an amazing opportunity for you to take that thing to the next level. So go do it. Yeah. Find me at jenwhitmer.com slash freebies. All the stuff will be there. Freebies. Free 99. Go sign up. Thank you Mm -hmm. again, Jen. I appreciate you and all of your Jenness for showing up today. Oh, thanks for having me. I love it. The love. Thank you for being here. We love you. Be blessed. And we'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks. Bye. Thanks, Jen. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Networking. It's your superpower. Now, remember, networking truly is your superpower But you must be intentional about the entire process. I've been getting a lot of messages and questions about how and where to start. So I created a free networking starter kit. Yes, it's free. The way you find this and the way you get access is you go to my Instagram, follow me on Instagram, and then go and click the link in my bio and download the free networking starter kit. Yes, it's been created with you in mind, and it's so super simple to follow. Again, follow me first on Instagram, Mrs. Keish, M-R-S-K-E-S-H, Speaks, S-P-E-A-K-S. I'll see you around. Happy networking.